0: I'm Asan and this is going to be chaos. City are in the final of the European Cup. Yes, City are in the final of the European Cup. And to celebrate what feels like a momentous occasion, I've managed to gather together the good, the great, the unruly of City support media. They're all here. Um I don't know. Oh, I know where I'm going to begin. I'm going to begin with David Mooney because me and David Mooney have never spoken before. So from the Blue Moon podcast, <laughs> I've got David Mooney. Hi,
1: yeah, we, David.
2: We, we hate each other's guts, don't we, Aeson?
0: Mate, <laughs> mate, this, you're, you're here to sabotage my podcast, aren't you?
2: What I'm going to do is I'm going to spend the next, I don't know what, 40, 45 minutes, an hour, I don't know, uh, just being as disruptive as possible, saying all sorts of horrific things. No, I'm not. Of course not.
3: <laughs> not in your nature.
0: Excellent, excellent, excellent. Who's next? Andrew Detmer, Main Road Ramble. He's here. Hello, sir. How are you? I'm good. Uh,
1: the sun is just coming up in uh, Indianapolis, Indiana been beautiful uh week for weather and we are flying into what i hope will be one of the greatest weekends of
0: my life give me a time check what time is it there
1: it is six o'clock
0: a.m wow let's see if we can better that 6 a.m because the noisy neighbors are also in the building howard you can unmute them they can speak (laughs) good morning noisy neighbors hello good morning (laughs) how are we feeling
4: 5 a.m. ish.
0: (laughs) 5 a.m. ish. Did you say?
4: Yeah, I'm. I'm the furthest west we've established uh, in Texas. So,
3: okay, was one hour in the past.
4: We appreciate
3: this, honestly.
2: I don't want to make you guys feel bad, but I uh, 5 a.m. is generally the time I go to bed.
5: Wait, Um, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Party animal, (laughs) David David Mooney. Mooney, You are a dark horse. I just no, I
2: just I I tend to I tend to do all my work after the hours
4: of midnight because everywhere's quiet. So
5: (laughs) I heard that.
2: Heard
5: that. (laughs) That's
4: um. That's David Mooney there. Yeah. Um. Can I can I quickly just uh, I think on behalf of uh, loads of exiled Mancunians, uh, just give a big thank you to David Mooney, like because before we all started doing our own podcasts, his uh two. I think there was Blue Moon Podcast and Blue Moon Live was going on. And it was like the highlight of my commute for, you know, a few years before we started doing this. So listen, uh, I didn't I, could... I
2: I did not agree to this to have smoke blown up my arse. So <laughs> no it's just very quick. <laughs> I I was this was a quick right? No. When just, yeah, uh, so when David, planning.
3: yeah. When David asked me to do a podcast, I literally didn't know what the word podcast meant. So I <laughs> I, I second those sentiments. <laughs>
5: like. You still barely understand smartphone.
3: <laughs> Baby I just wanted to,
2: to thank. Oh, I, see, I don't, I don't know what to say when people say that. That, so shut up and carry on with the show, shall
0: we? <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on. I, I just realised, are we missing Jordan? no I'm here. No, he's here. Excellent, excellent, excellent. <laughs> so I've got Jordan from the City Extra podcast. How are you doing, Jordan?
6: Yes, yes, I'm. Uh, I'm good. You know, I'm. Uh, I'm buzzing. I've been to the gym this morning, which is very unlike me, and uh, I'm feeling good. And uh, also uh david mooney's after hours working that links up with me very well because i'm also one of these people that go to bed at five in the morning
2: good That'll i can confirm
6: out. that yes i can't confirm
5: that because he's <laughs> always on our call in shows that are at like 3 a.m y'all's time <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: excellent 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 and last but definitely not least mr esteemed company steve mckinney steve how are you doing
7: uh, good morning. I'm I'm well. Um just been listening to you all waffle of away, it's adorable to be honest. Um but it, it's good to be here. It's good. It's, um you know, they said the most crossover event in podcasting history or something like that. I don't know. i tried try to do a Marvel record. <laughs> Someone else would do better for me. But either way, anyway, we're all here. Everyone's here and uh yeah, looking forward to it. I've been onto feel... the
3: Guinness Book of Records and they say we're nowhere near the biggest crossover. <laughs> right. Biggest collection of birds, whatever. It's actually eight hundred and seventy-four people, so <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> Oh, Howard, I believe you actually did that as well. Yeah, um, I did, yeah. No, it's um,
0: Well, it wasn't it's, it, it's that, been man. dead 20 years, but I tried anyway. <laughs> <laughs> right, so before I begin, I also want to say a little word to David Mooney. I don't think anybody would be in this room if it wasn't for you, mate. So whichever way you oh. spin it. Just You're the again. daddy of all of this. Oh, stop, it. Sorry, thank you, daddy. <laughs> it's just, it just, it is what it is, mate. Like we are all the product of you on some level. So uh, thank you very much wait, for that. Well, Dad, David that Moody's you? love child. Well,
2: <laughs> the,
5: the, the, what, you know, what concerns me here is tell... there's,
2: there's at least three of you that I know are older than me. So
0: <laughs>
5: how embarrassing. Life immediate. moves in mysterious yeah.
0: ways sometimes. <laughs> it really does. So, look, Dave, I'm going to start with you. Um, how are you feeling this week? Do you feel nervous, apprehensive? Um, like, wh- where are you? Where's your head at considering it's Wednesday?
2: I was fine. Until I, I did a I um spoiler alert, I did a podcast with Sam Lee this morning, so there's another Wireways Us coming soon. Um Splendid. whether that's Wednesday or Thursday, I'm not sure yet what the athletic schedule is. Uh, but I was feeling absolutely fine until I start I sat down with him to talk about it and suddenly I'm like I'm I'm a nervous wreck and I I liken it to Uh, the kind of pre-match nerves a little bit in 2012, but less so against QPR. Because in in 2012 against Queen's Park Rangers, let's be honest, every single one of us was going to that game thinking, ah, today's the day we're going to see City win the title. Mm. Um, And we didn't know how it was all going to pan out. Um, But then I I think it, it kind of echoes more with the FA Cup Uh, win the year before in, in 2011 when we hadn't won anything before and we were all kind of going to the final going god i hope this is the day when we win our first piece of silverware um and i'd always like in terms of status i'd always not put the champions league on such a pedestal and and kind of i never really understood the 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 kind of gravitas that it got from elsewhere because i always thought well it's ultimately it's just a cup competition that teams get knocked out of every year uh, and we mm. just get knocked out of it every year and like it's not like the league is a test of your ability to perform consistently over the season and you don't have to be the best team in europe to win to win the champions league and, and in fact there are years where i think city have been the best team in europe and haven't won it um, so I, I I I didn't really hold it in such high regard, and then suddenly the final comes along, and it's that chance to win that piece of silver where that city never have, and I'm a nervous wreck, just like I was back in 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 2011 ahead of that FA Cup final. I think that's the I think that's the better comparison, that FA Cup final than the, than the than the 2012 title. Um, I but I was I, I was nervous I was nervous between them both anyway.
0: I'm mm. the opposite, you know. I think uh, I've said a few times that i've loved the champions league for as long as i've watched it which is really a long time so i find myself i'm definitely at the the stage that i was at in the run-up to the qpr game of feeling like saturday will be you know the greatest day of my life so i just say something Go for it. I just
7: feel like, I feel like now, generally, um, I'm kind of, kind of glad it's happening now, um, because I feel like we needed to go through things like the Leon game last season, all that kind of stuff to actually, for it to mean something to us, because I always watched it, um, like most of us as a from the outside looking in, and it was great and all that, but I never really felt anything for it, I'll be really honest, I mean, I feel like we've mm-hmm. had to be battered and bruised to actually get that feeling of, oh, I really want to do this now, if that makes sense, because initially I was kind of like, oh, we're new here, like I'm meant to suddenly care about this as if it's something we've been aiming for for years, but I never really felt that as a fan personally because i was just kind of like i feel like i just wandered into this glorious footballing museum but i still was like a visitor if that makes sense and now it's like i I do feel it me this is the right time maybe someone could disagree with that but it just feels like now i actually do care about it in the way that i want i want city to prove people wrong and i want city to win it now because we've had genuinely had that pain We've, we've got we've got actual Relative history in the Champions League now, you know, because we've been there for such a long time now, and I feel like now is the moment when we're actually ready to win it. And I'm probably just saying that with the benefit of hindsight, but it really does genuinely feel that way for me because we've had the Lyon game, we've had the crushingly disappointing semi final against Real Madrid, we've had you know the Liverpool games and the Monaco. It's just, I know the painful memories, but I feel like we needed them because it's almost like we needed some hurt for this competition to mean something for us. Because City fans, as well, if we're being honest, we kind of revel in that, you know, like a lot of us like we're, we're, we're used to that growing up. So. I feel that's the one way we can get connected to a trophy is if we've been battered and bruised by it, and like that's why to me, it actually I'm I'm excited now because I'm ready. I'm ready for this personally.
0: Mm. Um, I'm interested in the in the American view, just in that how's the Champions League viewed in comparison to the Premier League? Because obviously, for for us English fans, for want of a better nationality, I think that we all agree that. The the league is is and always will be the priority. Is there any difference, Andrew? I'll start with you. I I don't know if there's a
1: difference in the sense that to me, and to most people I know, the league is number one, but it's probably a little bit more of a one A one B or on the same tier for Americans because particularly for those of us that aren't just recent. F- supporters or recent watchers of the premier league or any other league um that you can see over here now that you, you can literally watch any league pretty much at any given time when i first was watching there was the champions league that you were able to watch easily and it's why so many of my friends that i grew up playing with were united and liverpool fans because that's who you could see because the champions league was the one thing that pretty much every week you could at least get a couple matches on the tv so for us i think when we watch the Champions League for me, I, I always dreamt of City winning it because that meant that City was playing the top level of competition. They were playing with these names and in my head, presumably having a few of these names that when I was a kid, I wanted to play like. So <laughs> this is it's a little bit surreal for me, but it, I have always been of the mindset that I desperately want City to win the Champions League. I de- the the fact that Vincent company didn't for me is something that's still like, I, I I hate because I couldn't imagine someone more deserving as a captain to lift that trophy. And so if we can send out this, you know, our greatest ever player in Sergio Aguero and he can lift that trophy. Like I'm, I, I, I kept it almost all together until pep cried um, (laughs) on the weekend. But if, if we win the champions league, it's going to be full
0: tears in the pub yeah i can imagine so joey mold actually joey i'll start with you um have do do you feel like the champions league has more prestige outside of england than the premier league does or do you think that even even in texas yeah the premier league is more important than the champions league
5: well when i was from what i remember when we were when i was down there like uh Champions League days were huge because there are so many especially in Texas like there's a lot of like latino fans that support barcelona and real madrid and all that kind of stuff. So you'd have Champions League days where the pub would be slammed because you'd have you know barcelona's on one TV over there, real madrid's on a TV over there, you know city or chelsea or liverpool or something is on another TV and whenever the Champions League final came around it was a chance for you know the fans of the spanish teams to kind of be in the same place and go back and forth with the fans of the English teams so th- there's a little bit of that I think um but we were you know when you're when you're in like a supporters group for an English team you're kind of in a little bubble uh where that's all you see is just other English supporters but I do remember the Champions League games being pretty massive in terms of just bragging rights and uh and everything else that that went along with it is that kind of how it still is?
4: 100%, mate. 100%. Yeah, being part of the Supporters Club, you see this. Uh, it's to, to answer your question, Asan, it's mm-hmm. much more revered than okay. uh, than the Premier League is. And you could tell by the amount of requests for information we get in the Supporters Clubs when big Champions League games roll around. Uh, also has a lot to do with the fact that a lot of these fans over here don't have the tenure that, um, that a lot of us in England have. Uh, have had so we don't have any sort of bitterness towards, or they don't have any sort of bitterness towards a tournament mm. that I think is still pretty fresh uh, amongst the city faithful back home. So uh, yeah, they love the Champions League big time. There's people I only hear from after Champions League matches who want to talk wow. about it. So yeah, hundred percent, it's uh, it's more revered than um, than it I would say uh, than it is in England.
0: Excellent, Jordan. Do you even remember? Because you're so young. Do you even remember City not being in the Champions League, or have <laughs> they have they been in the Champions League all your waking life?
2: Sweet little. No, guy. don't answer I mean, that question. Please don't answer that question.
6: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm twenty. I'm twenty six. So <laughs> I have seen it. I have seen it. Um, See I remember. I still remember when we first got into the Champions League, and I remember being really excited for it. And then I, I did kind of feel a bit. Disappointed with it at the start because you know, what I mean, like Steven said before, it's competition that it's just thrown at you, you're meant to suddenly care about it, but then it was exciting. Do you know I mean, you know, what I mean, Champions League is the big, the, the big one. And then, um, seeing like the referees and stuff, like that, it was all a bit, it was all a bit dodgy and a bit weird. And it was all a bit like, oh, this, this is heavy, but the, uh, so I feel like there has been a big disconnect from fans from the Champions League, you know, what I mean, they're booing it and stuff. And I feel like that's because decisions have not always gone our way and stuff, but I feel like. I am excited. Obviously, I'm really excited for it now. And I think a lot of fans are excited for this time as well. I think not only for City as a club, but for like Pep Guardiola. Everyone knows that he's always going to be looked down upon if he doesn't win this Champions League and he deserves to win this Champions League. He's the the best manager in the world. And I feel like with some, like, um, saying before about players like Aguero and stuff, they definitely, they definitely deserve to be going out with the Champions League. And uh, you know what I mean? I'm I'm super excited for it. And obviously, I do remember the times when we didn't have the Champions League. (laughs) I mean, but... I'm happy to be in it. I'm happy to be in it. I just want us to win it. I feel like if we win it, I, I just be like, yeah, buzzing, done now. Can,
2: <laughs> can I just ask the times when you remember not being in the Champions League? Please tell me that you were older than primary school.
6: Uh, it won't be true, mate, because we were in the Europa League before. Yeah, no chance. No chance. <laughs> it, well, it was your wafer cup then, wasn't it? Um, yeah, no, no, yeah, I, was, I was in high school then, so yeah, don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Not, not 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 quite primary. <laughs> I was gonna say
1: I'm not that much older than Jordan, so I guess I shouldn't talk about this out there.
0: <laughs> really, Andrew? Yeah, I'm, I'm 28. <laughs> Mate, I thought you were like 48.
2: <laughs> I don't know if
0: that's Joke, a compliment Russell. or an insult. Jokes, 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 jokes. No, actually, it was a compliment because he's always so smart and so articulate that. I just assumed that he was...
1: That's just what the law degree lets me fool
0: people into thinking. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. That's exactly I buy what that. it is. Um, you know what? I want to know where you're all watching and who you're watching with. And, Steve, I'm going to start with you.
7: Just me just my dad at home. I'm jealous of you bastards you're getting to go and stuff like that, but I've got I just can't afford it this year, man. I think Nicola would not be too, well she wouldn't actually no, she wouldn't care, but I feel like I know as, as a rational human being in a year I'm getting married and getting a mortgage not to pay you another few hundred pounds that I can't afford it, sadly. But do you know what? After the year we've had anyway, like is there anything better than sitting and watching someone you deeply care and love anyway? So I mean I'm just gonna watch it at home. Um obviously I'll be, you know, chatting to city fans during it um as well, doing you know, all the live stuff and whatever. Um, and to be honest, I've made my peace with that this year anyway. It feels—I know it's crazy—that um, life has been heavy enough to feel like just watching football on uh, on TV. With you, I sat at home with your dad is a is a pleasure. But um, I guess that's also the positive of it as well. Like it's been a horrible mm. year for that to feel like a good thing. But maybe it makes me appreciate it more, and maybe as a result of that, I won't be good, feel too good about missing out on tickets. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sit it sit at home and watch it, and I'm just gonna enjoy it. I'm gonna try and. Um, make the most of it in the best way any of us can really and it feels like a bonus because um well you know it is a bonus really I guess uh, you know none of us really expected this at any uh, at the start of the season or anything like that um, and I, I, I'm very comfortable with the idea of just sitting there put it on the TV celebrating with a few pints afterwards and I, I won't I probably won't be going out in, on town or anything like that even if City win I'll, I'll just enjoy it um, in the moment and I, I guess one thing I've learned over the past year as well in, in general is how to enjoy these little moments and I know it's great better when you're with 50,000 fans or whatever but um, it's also you it can also be pretty damn good when and this sounds very trite, but I genuinely mean it. Just chatting to other city fans and like doing the live streams or whatever. And Jordan knows how this feels as well. Yeah, proper like community when you do all the live stuff. And I'm looking forward to it, man. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, because, um. it sounds so cheesy once again but there really is a genuine city community and it's fucking lovely Um, and I've really felt that over the past year because it's been a tough year so for me I'm just happy to be watching it chatting to city fans sit with my dad Um, and that's all I need man that's all I need Um, Mm. obviously I'd prefer (laughs) another life to be there at the ground but we'll be there again and I'm very 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 positive about that I think we will be there quicker than we realise again Um, so I'll go next time but for now I'm just going to stay home watch it
0: Is Is there an occasion that's too big to um do videos and stuff what what i mean by that and this is for you ste and then i want jordan to answer it as well i kind of look at saturday and i go i don't know if i'd be able to have that almost public facing uh moment when the game is that big in a way does that make sense yeah um,
7: to be honest, I don't really give a shit. Um, I don't, and I'm not really bothered. Like, it doesn't bother me. It's one of those things where it's football. I mean, I, my view of football is football is, is fundamentally ridiculous anyway. It's a stupid thing. We watch a bunch of millionaires run around and celebrate and cheer him like gods. And I was watching back the video made at the, uh, the the Aguero game. This is, that's what it's called for me, the Aguero game um, the other day. And like I thought, bloody hell, yeah, we're all worshipping this guy like a god. And that's what he's like to us. And um, so, I mean, I don't really see it uh, as any more than just a natural extension of that anyway and i get mm. where you're coming from but you know to be honest i enjoy doing it i just genuinely enjoy doing it and it'd be pay- it could be very painful but I- i've never really made a massive tit on myself before so i can hope i'm hoping i won't have to do that again like you know so it's, it's- yeah it-, it you know I- i'm very privileged as well i'm very lucky to be able to do what i do and like you know this is this is my job which is wild but i talk about sitting a lot you know a lot of people listening to this podcast watch these videos and stuff like that so um I don't know. I like. Uh, I've had I've had so many nice DMs over the past year. People saying, "Look, thanks for the content. It's been really useful." And yeah, I'm sure, like, you know, it's it's. I, I feel like as well. I would be. I'd almost be not letting him down because that's the wrong word. But like, I've been watching these games with those people. So if I'm not there with them as well, they are to me are very much an extension of my joint Manchester City as well. So I feel like I'd be losing something, and I, um, if I didn't do it live as well. And of course, once again, it's you know, it's it's what I. have I've turned into something of a career. So I have to look at it in many ways. As a City fan, it's great chat of City fans. Um, two, I'm used to it, I guess. You know, it's just, I've been doing this yeah. for a long time now. So it, does, it feels like water off a duck's back. And three, I have to do it. I feel like I have to do it. Um, and I'm looking forward to doing it. And I tell you there'll be nothing better than if City doing it just chatting to other City fans and whatever after the game. I can't wait for that if it happens. Fingers that's crossed it beautiful. does, but it'll be class, man. It'll be absolutely amazing. It'll probably be a shambles as well, but like football's fucking class. It really is. And that's like, it's like, it really is about those shared moments and it re- genuinely is. And I know there's some people, I know, I don't want once again, I know there's a particular City fan who chatted to, who've been chatting to me on the on the, the fan view videos and he said, look, like this, He's he said he's got no one to talk to about City anymore and stuff. So like, you know for various personal reasons and like if I, I don't know if I can just give someone a chance to watch and have a chat with football about then yeah I, I feel a little bit of a responsibility because I know I'm, I'm, I'm not saying I'm important that way but some people have said that you know they it helps them feel like they've got a mate to talk about football so yeah as a result if I'm going to put myself on that pedestal I mean I, I can't just then just get off it when I, when I when I choose to and and, and I, I do want to be there as those people who be supporting my channel and I do want to be there chatting away um, on the final day as well and, and to be honest um, you know um, going back to circulate football is you know it is it is those highs and it also is the lows and if I'm on camera and, and I'm upset and we've lost so be it man so be it it doesn't change how I care about this club it doesn't change you know who I am as a person or anything like that and it's just life man it's just what we, we all choose to talk about City so we're all used to it
0: definitely i've made a twat myself so many times <laughs> I'm, just, I'm not concerned with it at all um jordan do are you like is it something where you you think about it with bigger games you go oh this is going to be tricky or are you are you a bit like steve that you actually feel that it's part of the experience
6: yeah not more not more tricky or anything I, I, there is something there is something there with big games i'll I give you that there is something like say like this champions league final stuff for like that because Previous to this, me and Luis have been going to a lot of European away days. We went to our first, the group stage when we first got into Champions League, went to Bayern Munich and stuff. Every year, we always trying to go to many group games. And then, they, obviously, with last year, we went to Real Madrid and stuff. We try and go to as many as possible. So that's one thing that you do have to sacrifice when you're doing like these watch-longs and stuff. But I guess with, yeah. the, with the with the way that the world is at the moment, you can, well, we've not really had the option of going to the games anyway, so as much as we've taken a loss on that side of things, we've gained all these, I mean, a thousand people watching us, just watching us and talking to us and stuff. So then I feel like with these games, you, you, get, you lose a little bit because you can't just have your one-on-one time with the TV. You are on camera the whole time, so you can't really say anything mm-hmm. stupid. But we don't do anything. We don't, we don't put on a persona when we turn the camera on. We are the same person yeah. that we would be if we was at the stadium. That is the same person that you see on camera. There's never there's not a different version of myself. If you meet me in person, I'm just gonna be the exact same as I am now. And wait, so you I, aren't
1: Mark from Nottingham? <laughs>
6: don't tell anyone <laughs> that was Nottingham. just for you. Excuse me. <laughs> um but yeah, I, I feel like there is a bit of a job being give and take. But then as much as yeah, you give away your your one-on-one time with the TV stuff like that, where you can just like, I say, be yourself. But do you know what I mean, you, you don't have to worry about being on camera. You also gain all these people that you can watch the game with. I feel like Definitely. that's something that we've never, I've never experienced before in my life. Do you know what I mean And I, I'm very, I'm very, very grateful for it. Very grateful for it. Mm. Do you know what I mean, me and Lewis, we, we, we've been buzzing about it recently, and it's mad. All these people that you see, are your regulars who come in and stuff like that, and then. We'll be having yeah. beers. They'll have a beer with you and stuff. And it's like you're not actually seeing them having a beer, but they're just saying it. You know what I mean? But then it's just it's a laugh. It's mint. and it, it that's it, it's a give and take about these big games. But I'm happy to to give my side of it for the other side of it because it's worth it. It's mint. Mm, I felt this last year that
0: <clears throat> you know the the city supporter community and, and and all of us and what we do. I think we're really lucky because. We don't have any dickheads in the supporter media well, community. You know, Speak for, for yourself. yourself. Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm like, I'd like to be a little bit serious for a moment. <clears throat> I think it matters. I think you know when somebody like Goldbridge says they've not got a fan channel. Actually, what he's saying is you've not got a sensationalist platform that divides supporters and generates. Well, that-
2: That's that's the key though, isn't it? I mean, I I have I have a couple of rules when I'm doing when I'm doing podcasts after games, and Mm. basically it's it's if opposition fans were to hear this, would they think I'm bitter and twisted? And the if the answer to that question is yes, then the answer to the question, are City fans going to find this embarrassing? Is probably also yes.
6: And that's what I don't yeah. want.
2: I don't want City fans to be embarrassed by what, what I or what you or what everyone else produces. And it's about having that level head. And that's what. I, I, I think that's what the, the likes of Goldbridge don't have. They, they have that sensationalist output because it, it does, it generates all sorts of, uh, of traffic for, uh, towards them. But it's, it's not the impression that I, and it's not the impression that you or Stephen or Jordan or the Americans or, you know, Main Road Ramble or, or Noisy Neighbours, whatever. It's not the impression that we want to give off. And I don't think, I, and I think yeah. when you listen to these shows and when you watch these videos, you can, you can, <clears throat> See that and you can feel that even if you don't agree with the opinions that are on it, they are at least honestly held. And that's the difference. Absolutely.
6: What what, what I what I'd say about that is these these fan channels are all getting like you know I mean they're all that like very good, very big, do you know what I mean? They obviously make a lot of money and there's those people on it's a bit of a meme. And I think that's generally because their clubs have been through a demise at the moment. Do you know what I mean? Like Arsenal, fan, Arsenal in, in, yeah. in, in a bad way. you true. United have been in a bad way. Had City, if City in a bad way, I'm sure that all of us in this chat right now would benefit from it because there'd be a lot of other fans going to the same channels. Whereas because we're doing so well... United fans don't want to come and try and murk us in our chats and that. Not, this well, we still do, but not,
7: not, not enough. I've not heard the word murk for a while. <laughs> is it 2004 already? Yeah.
6: Yes. Sorry. Uh, but yeah, you know I mean, it's because, it's because we're doing so well. The fact that that they don't think we exist, but they, the thing is they're only in their situations because the clubs have been trash. Mm.
0: Yeah, I, I
3: mean, a lot of them set up in the days when they expected to lord it over everyone else mm-hmm. for the rest of their careers basically mm. so it was never supposed to be this way
7: so <laughs> Look, it, it does swell it does swell i've seen it i've seen it like even when like we were struggling back in like I don't know, october november i felt sometimes i was getting a bit of criticism for, for just not being pep out and like it which is so you can very see how easily um you can be led down that path of like um uh, i don't know um t- it's, there, are, there are easy wins in this game, as we all know on social media. There are easy wins where you can just say one thing, and you can you can mean it by about ninety percent, um, but not fully. But you can say it, um, and you can get loads of retweets or whatever, or you can get loads of attention. But it, the, 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 I guess what what I think, and I genuinely believe, does separate city fans from uh, thing is maybe because we haven't been down there yet, and I'm sure ten years from now, it, the, you know, when the, the moods have changed around the fan base, there might be something like that because it's going to happen eventually. But largely, I don't think I think city fans. Um, I think we are appreciative of where we come from. And I think there is an element of like... The, the, the community does kind of keep itself in check a little bit in a good way, and I think city mm. fans understand what we are, and and and, and not that we, everyone even has to do that, but I think city fans are relatively level-headed, and and I do believe that we are cut differently, and like and I'm not saying we're unique or anything like that. I'm not trying to say oh we're like Liverpool fans, we're all different, but what I mean by that is like we honestly have a different path to get to where we are. So of course that affects us how we view things, and we've got your know, Yorker way to mention or whatever, you know, like we've got these moments, and like we can talk about these moments that other clubs. Gone because we have, we have, um, I guess we have a perspective because we've got the levelers there in, the, in our relatively recent history. We've got even recent history, Stuart Pearce, still, you know, and that was a terribly boring season. So, I guess that comic tragedy kind of history to us does help us be relatively level headed and it'll change one day and we'll, you know, but, um, I, I honestly believe is because we're city fans is how we are because there's a lot of city podcasts and channels and all that kind of stuff. Now there is, it's not like there's none. You know, there's quite a few. And the fact that they're all, you know, <laughs> basically not dickheads says to me that that must be a personality trait of city fans, broadly speaking. They'll always be the odd exception, but largely I, I, I- yeah, I guess I'm, I-, I like the city fan base, man. I'm no, I'm in it and I'm biased, but I, do believe it's a little a little bit different because how could it not be different given
0: what we've gone through absolutely i think we're more self-aware than 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 a lot of other yes supporter bases for many reasons um joey mold where are you watching the game
5: uh i'll go first i guess yeah so i'm i'm uh for the first time since i've moved to cleveland i'll be able to watch this in a pub with people mm-hmm. um like things are just now opening up so i've spent the entire year just watching at the house annoying my wife uh <laughs> while i jump around and scream <laughs> while these men run around in short shorts and uh wait
1: so isn't that just like your everyday
5: the- well no no like it's like wrestlemania <laughs> uh <laughs> royal rumble city matches you know um, Okay. so yeah i'm i'm i i'm going to get more and more emotional it sounds very stupid but i'm going to get very, more and more emotional as it gets closer to match day because it's gonna be the first time that i'm gonna be able to be around other city fans in over a year yeah and i don't know I, I the first decade of being a city fan i watched alone because i didn't know anybody and it was all just dodgy streams and all that kind of stuff and then met up with Mulve and we we started you know blue moon dallas and you know then we were in a pub all the time watching with supporters and then just have all that taken away and Move across the country and don't know anybody, and um, yeah, just kind of stuck inside watching on TV. It's it's going to be really really special. You know, I'm gonna we're going to an Irish pub up the road, and uh, I know there's going to be other city fans there. I've already talked to a few of them, so it's it's going to be nice. It's going to be something something different and pretty cool and a welcome change. I'm sure I'm sure Mulv will be uh, at a pub filled with. Filled with people, (laughs) pretty pretty commonplace for him now.
4: (laughs) I will be making a massive tit of myself at the local pub in Dallas as always. Um, trying to get a pub full of Americans to sing, Uh, you know, something as simple as "Oh, Kevin De Bruyne, come on, lads, it's four words." Let's go, (laughs) Um, yeah. I mean, I I recognise that some of them are quite long, uh, and you might have to hear them. Two rounds of them before you get all the words, but uh, some are very simple. I've only been to one
7: um, overseas sports base. I was with the New York, new York City Blues couple of times, and they never show up. So, which like, why are they so quiet? Like, <laughs> genuine. They were the loud. They were louder than most of the fans of the Etihad, and I genuinely mean that. Like, they were singing constantly. They just not like that there.
4: No, it is. It is, but it does for, for oh. when you see some new faces. Right? And they, yeah. they desperately want to learn the, the the songs, but they feel like they're a bit intimidating because they're a bit long and they've never heard them before. But <laughs> okay. some of them, like I said, are very easy. <laughs> Anyways, uh, yeah. Um, just one quick note on that. Uh, a weird thing happened to me. Uh, a on. bunch of us um, decided to go watch the, uh, the league finale 2014, City against West Ham at the Etihad. City won the league that day, yeah? And, uh, it was a very small group of us, uh, about probably four or five of my closest friends from the sports club. And the final whistle whistleblow, City have won the league. We have witnessed City winning the league in person. Everybody's on the pitch, everybody's going mad. And it, it took about 30 seconds for this little group of friends of mine to look at each other and said, I wish we were at the pub. <laughs> and that's, that's how great, uh, sort of, the, the little community we've got going uh, in the supporters clubs here in in the states is it's like um, it was amazing to be there and watch City win the league, but it wasn't it wasn't much time before we all thought, oh man, it would have been great to be with the rest of the the group. So for this one, um, I am uh, really looking forward to uh, hopefully winning it uh, with with the local chapter of uh, City Supporters Club.
0: Lovely, Mister Detmer, where are you watching? Huh?
1: I will be uh, returning for the second time since uh, lockdown uh, occurred to our uh, local pub, which has been the home of our supporters chapter since we've started. Um, it's actually owned by a United fan. Uh, the Wi-Fi password is 19 times, so uh, it's beautiful every time that we absolutely uh, just demolish them in terms of relevance. Um, Have
5: but, you considered burning the pub down?
1: Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. unfortunately, Just, it, just
5: as, a, as, a, as a bit. Not like not malicious.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: How you know, that time and edit it, <laughs> <laughs> officer. As a bit, I swear we we didn't mean it. Um, Surely, as a lawyer as well, you you would have an understanding of
2: of, exactly. of what you need to uh... yeah bit
1: law. Yeah,
5: bit law.
4: same uh, <laughs> same. Wifi Bitcoin password
1: bit for a decade. Yeah, yeah. I know that's, that, that's not very joke. secure. I mean, it's also not very secure. Yeah, <laughs> we we trust me. That joke gets made all the time. Um, but for, for me, I mean, the the thing is, is that it I, I definitely get where Maul's coming from because it is this little community and you see these people all the time. I mean, we have we have Don, our 70 some year old um, Mank expat who can regale us with stories of uh, ye olden times when he <laughs> was growing up in Manchester and it was a very different experience for him and. We have people that have only been fans for a couple of seasons, but it truly is a community. And I can't imagine not celebrating a victory with them because I've celebrated almost every victory Mm. that the club has had uh, with these people. And so what I, what I always tell people because they're like, why, you know, you, you go to the pub all like every weekend or, you know, you're, you're waking up at, you know, five o'clock in the morning to get there for early games and I'm saying you know I know on the outside that it can look crazy um but what this club has brought to me is so much um you know to echo a little bit of what Steve was saying about the the community I mean even just working with people um and doing these podcasts I mean I would had not met um in person Joe and john and kevin and jare um and i still haven't met kevin and Jer in person but joe got married this past weekend and his wife told him like look our capacity has increased because of covid you should invite your co-host because of you talk about them like they are friends that you see every single day and i went and you know it was weird seeing john and joe not through a screen but <laughs> what you know that that moment of seeing people that I've spent so much time talking to everyone was like, Oh, is it weird to see him in person? And I was like, honestly, no, because of how much time we spend talking to each other. And I wouldn't have that if it weren't for this club and this community and the other podcasts that I was listening to and I wanted to get involved with. So, you know, I'll only be celebrating with probably a, a few people of the many that I've met through this club. But in reality, the, the community we have isn't just who we have been to the pub with or who we go to matches with. It, there's a broader community here that's been wonderful to see grow. That's lovely.
0: Um, David, are you going to the game?
2: Uh, I'm not. I um, I I, I don't envy the. I, I don't um, I don't know if envy is the right word. I don't um, I, I don't have any problem with people choosing to go to the game. I I I'm very glad for for those that that have got the money together and gone. Um, I just didn't really feel I'm kind of glad that I'm not in a weird way um, mm. because um, I, I'll give you a little bit of background. So, so that just doesn't sound like I'm being really weird. Um, I, <laughs> I I moved out from my parents' house in March 2020. Um, so it was like literally the, the the weekend that city should have played Burnley. Um, and the entire round of fixtures was called off. Uh, my mum yeah. and dad help, helped me move into to, uh, my house with my partner. And um, that was kind of the last we saw of them for a good few months because of because of lockdown happening. Uh, we had them over for uh, a meal and uh, we were able to watch the FA Cup semi-final last season against Arsenal here. Um, and then... Again, barely seen them uh, right up until Christmas. Didn't barely saw them uh, after Christmas. Barely saw them, and I saw them for the first time last week. Watching, I, I went back to their house to watch the Everton game, um, and it's just kind of transpired that they're going to come here and watch the Champions League final with us. So we're going to get that that kind of nice moment with the family to all be together and, and watch the game. And what it's what it's kind of made me what the the kind of build up to it all was. I couldn't really in my head justify deciding to go deciding to try and go to the game. I I probably with my supporter points and, and everything, I probably would not have got a ticket anyway. Uh, but I didn't try because I didn't feel right that I would I, I would kind of exclude them from that experience because we go to the match together that. anyway. um yeah, like, if, if, if 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 it was at the Etihad then um you know we'd we'd go to that and we'd get to that together anyway. But the fact that if I ended up in Porto for the final and they were at home watching it, I'd feel really bad about that. Um, Mm. And so I'm I'm kind of glad that we're all going to be together and and watching it. I've had a couple of mates kind of get in touch saying, listen, we can have people round because we can have... um, uh, In the UK at the minute, we can can have groups of six gather uh, indoors. So we could... uh, we, we could get, we could come around my flat and watch it, or we could do this, or we could do that. And I'm kind of glad that I'm not doing that, and that I'm I'm kind of with the family for this one, and just kind of get to experience it there. And all that's done really is made me terrified that City are now going to lose because it'll be such an awful memory to have as your first memory back together <laughs> after after nine months of, of, of barely seeing each other. Like, I hugged my grandmother for the first time in since March 2020 on uh, on Saturday on Sunday. And I just, I just kind of, I'm just looking forward to enjoying all that again. Um, and then, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll get back to going to, um, to, to games, of, you know, in from from next season in August when they're hoping to to reopen stadiums properly. And I, I save this point to last because it is the single most embarrassing thing that I'm probably going to say on today's podcast. Uh, but I'm actually shit terrified of flying, so uh, I'm kind of glad <laughs> that I don't have to do that on my own and not have my mum's hand to hold.
0: Oh. Well, you know, what? I, I think that if I, uh, if I weren't going, I would, I, I don't know what I'd have done, but I would probably have flown to England because I, I can't, I couldn't bear the thought of watching it alone. It would just be weird after the the last 12 months in particular mm-hmm. that I've had where, you know, really I've been, I've been, I've been on a Ibiza since October. I've seen three people. I've seen my wife and I have two friends here. That's literally the only human beings more or less that I've seen in, what feels like forever. So um, I'm looking forward to, I'm actually really looking forward to going at Porto more than anything, because I'm looking forward to seeing people having conversations face to face. That will be, uh, will be exciting and it will be novel. Uh, Producer Howard, where are you? Where are you watching the game?
3: (laughs) Uh, Pretty much the same story as Dave, apart from the, I've not hooked his grandmother.
2: Oh, okay. <laughs> why? Why have you not hooked my grandmother? Yeah, what's your deal, <laughs> well,
5: I was gonna say, Howard.
1: All of the rest of us have hugged my grandmother. Yeah, yeah. Okay.
3: For the time, <laughs> uh, I'll be in the pub, and yeah, I. I really appreciate you, son. That you tried to get me a ticket, but in my head, I'd resigned. I'm not sure either whether I wanted to go. I did not want to go, but it's not how I pictured it being. And if you yeah, are so- there and watch them win, that will be amazing. And uh, yeah, obviously it's uh it's gonna be an astonishing uh just experience for everyone who goes. So I'm not against going, but I was never totally convinced that I had to. And the people that I would in normal times, the people I would have gone with just feel the same and would be in a pub. So it feels kind of right that I watched the match with them in you know, mm. just a pub in sale. Uh I would have been happy either way why I say it's the same as Dave my fear is not of planes it's of having a really bad gag reflex I've done brilliantly to avoid doing any PCR tests now for 16 months (laughs) 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 and honestly that was to avoid doing that, I'd probably miss a Champions League final. So I do not want to stick anything in the back of my throat. Let's just
2: while while way. we're on phobias, Howard, my, my two biggest phobias in life are genuinely flying and vomiting. So I can feel, I, I really feel your pain. I had to do a, I had to do a, a lateral flow test the other day, and my God, the, the, I I took all day to psych myself up for it. So uh, yeah, I, I understand your pain, mate. Yeah,
3: but uh, yeah, so this will be the second time. I'm in the pub. Obviously, you've been able to sit in pub gardens for a few couple of months or whatever, so I've enjoyed having hail just <laughs> fly to my face sideways <laughs> as I drank a, a pint or two. Uh, first ed- first time I went into a pub last week, went for a meal one night, and I saw the Brighton game, which thankfully didn't matter in a pub, so it'll be yeah. second time inside watching it in a pub. Uh, gonna start early, so I'll
1: probably be asleep by the time the <laughs> match kicks off to be honest. Well, hey, son, can I'm- I ask you a question?
0: Yeah, of course you
1: can. What was... What was the emotion like for you when you found out you got a ticket?
0: Oh, yeah, I cried. Just, that I'll say it like that. It's the second time I've cried this month, which is bizarre, but I, uh, I genuinely cried. And actually, I cried because it came from a 9320 listener. And, and that means a lot more than if I'd blacked one
7: can't believe mm-hmm. Carl Dune listens. That's mad. <laughs> <laughs> he,
3: tried, he, he asked for a free subscription, though, which
0: is... <laughs> Cheeky fucker.
3: You can afford a few. Absolute I nerve. Actually,
0: it's always the richest to... ones that, yeah, on the scrounge. <laughs> do you want to know something, Howard? I found out yesterday that in our back-end system, where you go to a member's profile... Where their start, membership start and end date is, there is an end date. and There is a button that you can click for lifetime. Somebody, one person yesterday, for the first time in the history of the 9320 pod, got a lifetime. I got to click that lifetime button. And that's because that guy got me a ticket. So, oh. um, Thanks, right. Uh, I've got another question. It's kind of a bit more quick fire. I'm going to start with you, Jordan. Um, what's your favorite city champions league memory from
6: down the years oh i don't know i don't know because the you can put yourself in them do you know what i mean like obviously game moments uh and 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 go into the games and stuff like Shakhtar, Shakhtar away was unreal because me and lewis in ukraine having no idea what we're doing you went to thing. ukraine wow yeah, no, you know what the craziest thing about ukraine is you get there there's no internet there's no internet at all. You can't even pay <laughs> for the internet. I'm trying to get Ubers everywhere because we don't. We, we don't. Obviously, we don't speak Ukraine. We don't know what we're doing. Just trying to get Ubers about. We're looking for free speak Wi-Fi. Just walking about. It, it
0: was oh my god, as, bro! I'm turning that into a TV show. That's the funniest thing that I've ever heard in my whole life. <laughs> no, you. you, you Jordan and I'm Lose just imagining them, and it's wonderful.
6: <laughs> honestly, honestly, it was it it, it was mad. We. No one's going to this, A for sure, yeah. definitely. <laughs> 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 to, add, to add to it, right? To fuel this fire, we booked. A, we were staying in one hotel in, in in like Ukraine or whatever, Kiev, wherever. We had to go to Kharkiv, I think it was, for the actual game, which is four hundred miles away. Um, to make it, we, we booked it off booking.com or whatever. To, the, it would turn out to be about four pound or something. So we went, we went super cheap. Mm. We ring this woman trying to get into our hotel. Don't speak English. So we're there, but we can't see it because we don't know where it is. It looks like a block of flats. And we're going, we don't know where we are. And she's like, she can't understand anything that we're saying for time. So we had to book another hotel and go somewhere else. Honestly, we, we've got wow. big stories. Big stories I've missed. Planes, trains, everything. Oh, mate, um, mate,
0: relax. You can pause meals. right
6: there. You can pause right there. We'll <laughs> come We'll come back to that. That's a separate podcast.
0: You are yeah, of those. But, right, uh, Steve? No, um, Scott Steve, favourite League yeah. memory.
7: To be honest, the relatively, relatively in, in, in Critical games, like, they don't really mean anything, but like, I am mean, just a ways, like, um, I was at the, the PSG 2-0 one, and we were, me and my mate, who used to be on Blue Rise, Blue Me Rising, we were sat in the fucking home end, and that was, um, terrifying, because we were wow. surrounded by angry, angry Parisians, and you know a thing or two about angry Parisians, uh, well, Asa. Um, yes, to and we were genuinely worried we were going to get, like physically badly hurt um but also i guess as well i fucking loved the celtic away game that was just obviously oh, the result wasn't perfect but that was an incredible experience yeah the 3 all one yeah um and to be honest as well uh this is definitely like bragging a little bit a humble brag but when i was on blimmy rising we got asked because of it i made a vlog at the celtic away game because i did really well um bt sport got in touch asked us to do a vlog at the um know the barcelona home game where we won 3-1 yeah and that was fucking uh, I think I, I, I'm not sure Mooney was there as well actually but I feel like I saw the Dan Burke was definitely there in the back, back uh, the, the backstage bit but like we were just walking around kind of loading it up with the passes and stuff like that and just obviously the game itself as well because we, we were sat surrounded by all the UEFA dignitaries and stuff like that and they were they were devastated when City were winning 3-1 absolutely devastated we were going <laughs> wild absolutely hammered and loads of free wine um, and just kind of rubbing it in everyone's faces sat around us and um, so like little moments like that for me um, always it's always the moments at the games isn't it and to be honest, even when we went to the camp new we and like we went to the away game, and on that same day where we got battered four 0 me and my mate are me rising to find out we'd been made redundant on that exact same day as we were literally on the airport going out. So we found out we wow. lost our jobs. Got to the Etihad, then Messi, Messi put on a fucking. Yeah, uh, you know spectacle and Bravo got himself got him set off and got battered 4-0 but that was a fucking insanely good day still it was weird like football was terrible but we were still in Barcelona you know watching Messi score a hat-trick and even though me and my mate had just lost our job at that time it still felt kind of cathartic because we were like ah fuck it we'll be alright if you know what I mean by that because it was just like you know we were all there and it was the day before the derby a couple of days before the derby as well coming up and they're my memories of the Champions League and that, that's kind of obviously what form was it I and mean, City have had better performances than most of those games now definitely but it's always was just like most of them there's only one win there you know <laughs> two draws um <laughs> uh one win uh, and a loss but the, yeah they're the ones that stick in my mind because once again i was just i was at all those games one of my best mates you know and um it, we would be messing around chatting to city fans having fun and um i guess that's what's Europe, the that europe's about really isn't it those kind of stuff
0: definitely david
7: uh, I definitely wasn't thirsty because that uh, Barcelona
2: home game uh, is one of one of my most—I'm not going to say favorite memories, but distinct memories of the Champions League—and that's because uh. um, I'm, I'm sorry for the image I'm about to give everybody, um, but uh, I was uh, I, I was in only my boxer shorts in a hotel room uh, <laughs> eating roast chicken from the uh, room. That's service. incredibly partridge. Incredible because barges, there it. was nothing else yeah there was nothing else on the menu that i liked and um i the room was really hot and i and i couldn't i couldn't cool the room down uh, <laughs> it was it was I, I just i i just left my job at that point and um i'd started freelancing with the bbc and they sent us all on a um uh like a training course in london that week and that was that was one of our late finishes so i'd had, I'd, I'd had to sprint home from the 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 well sprint back to the hotel from the course uh, an order room service, and I had th- there was nothing on the menu that I liked. Uh, I was absolutely baking hot watching City on uh, the BT Sport stream on my laptop, and uh, yeah, so that was uh, it was uh, not not the easiest of, of games to enjoy, but uh, certainly one that that uh, sticks in the memory for for various reasons. My other my other favourite memory is the Bayern Munich. Um, Home game where Aguero got his hat trick because that was, I think, that was the first Champions League I took, uh, game I took my partner to, and uh, he'd seen he'd seen City a couple of times at that point, and uh, every time they'd won in the last minute. So it was it, it was it was this thing <laughs> wow. of uh, oh well. De- so so when I come to the well, the City always win in the last minute. I was like no, generally generally not. It's just that you have been to the last three of them. <laughs> <laughs> can That's we excellent.
4: can we can we go back to the hot room, the underpants, and the chicken?
0: Uh, we'll have to save that to private a bit later on. <laughs> yeah, I think I think that that'll that'll have to, that'll have to be its, its own podcast, right? Joey, what about you? What's your favorite Champions League memory?
5: Uh, yeah, so it's either the the two one way back in twenty eleven mm-hmm. because it was the first time that I felt like we could maybe like in the future do something in the Champions League, which is pretty mm-hmm. nice. Uh, yeah, or also the, the the Bayern comeback was pretty nice. The Aguero hat trick against Bayern is. Uh, that's a decent thing to remember. So, <laughs> it's it's one of those two. Either way, Aguero is involved in it. Go figure. <laughs>
4: Mole. Aguero for me in Napoli, city's all time leading goal
0: Napoli. scorer. Oh, yes. That's yeah. a really really great shout. Um,
1: Detmer? mine is the uh I've only been to one Champions League match and it was the 3-1 loss uh to Bayern in 2013 and, you know, not the result I wanted. Uh, as a first-time uh, Champions League, you know, match goer, but for me, it was just the the moment and the experience of being in the stadium for something like that and watching City, despite the fact that uh, you know Ribery and uh, Iron Robin were basically just destroying uh, City at that point because they were who uh, they were for the peak of their powers. It was just a for me a cool moment of seeing City compete against these players that. Even my friends who weren't big into the sport, I mean, they knew who these guys were. And so for me, I was like City have made it. Mm. Howard? Uh, Well, trip-wise, I'd say the best ones were actually pre-Champions League, so
3: sorry. I think Schalke was the best European away trip ever (laughs) over three days, just ridiculously good. I don't know. I'd say being in the ground, when Kevin De Bruyne scored against PSG... Knowing that was going to take us to a semi final. And I know you're going to ask, I would say, be a bit sentimental about two weeks ago because the PSG second leg uh, semi final on my birthday got to watch a match with people for the first time for a long, long time. And they got through to Champions League final. So I've seen that, I've seen City relegated on my birthday. So. It's nice that nowadays it's rather different. Mm. Uh, and it, may I know the fall, you're going to ask, for the, gonna ask for the worst moment as well, so I'd say the best moment definitely was Raheem Sterling's goal against Spurs, which <laughs> then turned into the worst moment. So you get a mm. two for one there.
0: I don't think I'm going to. Actually, I wrote that down, but I don't think I'm going to ask it because I expect that everybody will just give Sterling's goal being disallowed as the worst. Yeah, anybody I got a
4: moment? Hey, fuck
7: yeah, it. Yeah. anybody
0: got a worse? Worst Champions League moment than Sterling's goal being
5: disallowed. It must Our have entire been bad well against Real Madrid in the semifinal. Oh fuck Sorry? that one. Sorry? The the entire performance against Real Madrid in the semifinal when Pellegrino yeah. was here. And we went oh, one decided goal. That We actually don't give a shit. Oh. That was definitely. a rough one. For two oh. legs, we're just like, uh we don't we're this is uh we're done actually. We're canceling this. So we're gonna <laughs> That was the weirdest. You guys can actually just roll us over. We don't care. It was a weird performance.
0: The, the second leg was bizarro world on another level. It's like they all took sedatives before they took the pitch. Um, party. But with party. With Pellegrini as manager, maybe they did <laughs> just take sedatives. And we didn't know.
2: I, um, I also can't well, believe I forgot I forgot Monaco. Um, that home log, I know yeah. we got knocked out, but that home log is, is genuinely the single greatest game of football I've ever been to. It's, yeah. it's my
1: favourite city match of all time. As, I,
3: as I've said on the Wednesday debate we did two hours ago, I said exactly the same. Thing the most entertaining game I've ever been to. Yeah.
0: Manchester City have got a uh, they've, they've got a knack for for making things entertaining, whether it be in a in a positive yeah. way or in a negative way. Because when I was when I was thinking about favorite and worst Champions League memories, weirdly enough, Tevez, Mancini. Fight on the, I'm not, I'm not coming on the pitch. Yeah. There's enough distance now that that's one of my favorite Champions League memories. And that was our first time in the Champions League. It's like our second Champions League game, something like that. And it was just oh, it was absolute chaos. He'll never play for the club again. It was just madness. Um, right. David, as the, uh, as the elder statesman of, uh, city media, city supporter media, I, I want you to go first with this. Um, oh God. So, obviously, we've done a lot of booing the UEFA anthem and we've done a lot of turning our back on UEFA and all that business. Um, do you feel that the fact that this, this season, the pandemic has meant the games have been behind closed doors, do you think that has had any effect for the players and from a supporter point of view, do you think the fact that we've now got to a final, regardless of the um, uh, the result on Saturday, do you think that relationship will change moving forward?
2: Um, I'll, I'll take the first bit. I don't think uh, I don't think it's had. Well, I do think it's had an effect on the players, but probably not in the way that you mean. Mm. Um, largely because uh Dan Burke said on, on Blue Moon a few mm-hmm. a few months ago, this this season has been played in laboratory conditions. And so what's happened is the best team has generally won and that's generally City. So uh, there's been no outside factors. As soon as the outside factors of the fans were brought in, you saw Amped at Brighton. Um, it changes the game somewhat. So I think that's benefited City. Um, I don't think, I don't buy into the whole negative energy from the booing at the start because I like supporters can do what they like. I don't really care. Um, and as for as for whether we should kind of stop booing the anthem or whether the relationship will change or anything like that again i don't really care i don't think um i i don't think it's a bad thing that the fans get riled up by it and i don't think it's a good thing that um that that city are in the final for that relationship because i don't i don't really like UEFA for are not the good guys and we don't need to have a good relationship with them i mean it's uh, what what fans have a good relationship with the governing body of a sport it's just like it, it's not really a, it doesn't really need to be a thing so mm. um let the fans boo it if they choose to boo it great if they don't great it doesn't really i don't think it affects the performance on the pitch i think what's more effective of the performance on the pitch is is the the atmosphere during the game and and how how things go um i hate to to kind of look at that anfield game where City were 3-0 down at half time, but it was, I think if that was played behind closed doors, City, City don't go in at half time 3-0 down. I think it's as simple as that. Um, and that, I think that's been a big help for City this season. Um. Whether it's obviously not the be all and end all, because like, like in previous years, when I said, I thought City were the the, the best team in Europe and didn't win the Champions League. Uh, I think City are the best team in Europe this season. Um And they've got a chance to win the Champions League. Now, I don't think it, I don't think it's the only factor at all. Uh, I think it's, it's probably been maybe one or 2% on the games, if that. Um But I, I, I think the behind closed doors nature of it has affected the way the season has gone. Um City would probably have still won the title. they probably still won the League Cup. They'd probably still made the Champions League final. Um, but it, it, it's it, it's those laboratory conditions that I guess have, have, have kind of helped it a little bit.
0: Mm. Howard, can you do me a little favour and edit out that little bit about Anfield and, and the supporters there? You know how I feel about the whole crowd at no. Anfield thing drives me crazy. No, but it
3: all stays in. We've said in the past that we some teams just rely on emotion more than others. Yeah, so, definitely. I mean, it's a misnomer in a way because you can have a pin drop after the, the flags have been put down. But, you know, that's how some managers manage, don't they? They do it off emotion. They get players fired up and City... Been well, pretty just pretty much every football, better, yeah,
2: yeah, pretty, pretty much every city defeat at Anfield has been because the, the opening ten minutes they've they've lost the game in that spell, yeah. and then after that they can't get back into it. And it's it's oh, not man. it's it's not a, it's not the wild at, uh, Anfield atmosphere that's done it. It's just been the fact that like, Liverpool have started quickly off the back of, of of you know a loud couple of minutes at the start. That's it, and
0: yeah. So, um, is there anybody on this on this podcast who? isn't asked about the Champions League on Saturday? Is there, a, is there anybody who feels like, you know? No, it's a, it's, I think it's a fair question because I, I, I do think that we are unique as a supporter base, and I think we're one of the few, I think, top I, flight supporter bases that for a lot of reasons could turn around and go, even if we win on Saturday, I don't give a fuck.
2: So- no, I, I think I think what happened. I think what's happened is I think City fans see the Champions League for what it is, um, mm. and we all. I think we all get invested in it from about February onwards because that's when the Champions yeah. League is interesting. I yeah. think a lot of City fans look at the group stages and go, "Well, this is clearly just a money making exercise because th- because you, like look at that year City lost the opening group game to Leon, um, they still stormed the group." and it was like there's no jeopardy in it whatsoever as soon as yeah. there's jeopardy in the in, in the in the knockout phase we all buy into it and it's all fantastic so if it was a knockout thing from from the start of the season we'd all we would all get behind it and love it then and i think that i think a lot that, of I, that's I why United fans,
3: fans have bought into it. Then,
2: is it? well, th- this is it. I think a lot of a lot of other fans kind of really buy into this this idea of it of it being the elite competition because the best play the best. And the truth is that doesn't happen at the start of it. And I think City fans can quite because of possibly the quick rise from being going into groups of 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 you know really tough opposition, and then suddenly ending up in pot one for a couple of years because they've won the title and. That, that, that's how you get your easy groups sort of thing as soon as that happened we all went god these are shit these games are really bad Yeah.
1: this message I'm, was brought to you by Florentino Perez <laughs> <laughs> that's,
2: that's, that's exactly the argument that's exactly the argument against the Super League though
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's true it is the argument against the Super League
7: um, I thing is now like all, all all city fans have got a reason now to want to win it, even if it's just to shut up rival fans, or even if it's just to get get it out the way. Even you, you know what I mean. So like I I, under, I can't, I I don't really get if any city fan doesn't care about city winning a cup final, regardless of the Champions League or not. I mean, it's going it's gonna your team winning a trophy is. It's fun. I understand, like, a relatively difference to the competition, but once you're at the final, sure, you've got to be like, oh, this would be nice to win it. You know, because there's, there's there's many motivations. If it's just that you want to see City be the best, if you just want to show up your mate from work, if you just want to, you know, finally see uh, Sergio Aguero lift a trophy and do what he wants to do. So it's not as if, like, you have to have the motivation for yourself. Like, I, I want to see Aguero lift a trophy just as much as I want City to win it, if that makes sense. So it's more...
0: absolutely. It's
7: like, yeah, so, like... I. I I don't know. I like I under I, and Mooney's absolutely spot on about like the start of being boring. But then, do you know what? It's the same as most cup competitions as well. Like, who really gives a shit about the FA Cup third round? Usually, you know, like or whatever. It's it's normally not that interesting until the latter stages anyway. In general, so um, like I'd be surprised if anyone still is that apathetic and if they are what? Well, well, fair to them I guess if they're really still on that apathetic hill they've chosen to die on it and it, it's slightly admirable I don't understand it but um, there's
0: definitely you know, one two. mate in the city there support is base, there is definitely one there'll be more than one who'll
3: be going I'm not arsed I don't give a shit walk me away from it yeah, yeah. if we lose yeah I'm, I'm pretty apathetic
0: about the champions
6: <laughs> <laughs> didn't want it anyway yeah get, get in
0: get Mickey in. Mouse Club <laughs> yeah. exactly um, Jordan I'm going to yes. let you have not the last word on the podcast, but one of the last words on the podcast. Um, How do you feel about Saturday and how do you feel about the Champions League? Because, you know, I've found um, lads my age generally have got mixed feelings about the Champions League. Um, Whereas I find younger lads really, really love it and buzz off it. So, in comparison to a Premier League title, how do you feel about
6: Saturday? Oh well, I mean, Premier League title is clear. I think pre- Premier League is better. Okay. Every season, Premier League go for Champions League. If, if you offer me one of one of either of them, I'm always going to go Premier League because it's 38 game season. You don't have to watch your team go through 38 games and not even win it. Um, so that's that's the one in it. I think Champions League can you can relatively get to the final on look at times, um, but. I think I I don't have I don't have the affinity to the Champions League that other people might have. Um like the other fans have for other clubs and that's because they've been in it for longer than us. And I think that's why we see it for what it is because we've not had it for ages. We don't have this relationship with the Champions League that other people do. So we can just look at the face of it and just be like, yeah, this is trash. But um I not me. I don't want to win it. I'm excited. I'm, I'm I'm buzzing. It's I feel like It's putting our name out there. We're putting something on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, and it's, it shuts a lot of people up. Am I nervous for it? Yeah, but not yet because I'm trying to, I'm Mm. blocking out the part of my brain that even thinks about Saturday because I do this thing where it comes to big games where I feel really sick and I hate the thought of the game. Derby day, pre derby day, I hate it. It's, um, it's generally the worst game ever in a season because <laughs> I can't deal with it. I can't deal with it. However, however, th- that's why I'm blocking out until then, because I want to enjoy the moment of leading up to it. But when we start doing our videos, like our previews and stuff, then yeah, best believe I'll be shitting my pants instantly. Um, but until then, it's uh, it's all good times. But I mean, Lovely. it is what it is. And if we win it, it just icing on the cake. Does Excellent. everyone?
3: Does everyone think we're favourites when you take the emotion out of it? Thousand percent. Yes, surely. Yes,
7: surely.
6: Yep. Yeah. You, the <laughs> way I... we played against Everton, it was the last game of the season. We looked incredible. Yeah. We actually we was playing some yeah. incredible. I get it's the last game of the season. You know what I mean? But still, we were playing some really nice football. Well, Kevin
1: De Bruyne looks like he's game. ready to rip that trophy just off the stands and claim it for City.
7: Yeah, that
2: game one felt thing I, me One like, thing I um, would say on. Um, probably, um, the just the whether city favorites or not um I don't know if I don't know if in the camp they believe their favorites or not uh they certainly know what what challenge they've got from Chelsea um but i uh, when i was doing that podcast with sam earlier i used a lot of the press conference from Guardiola and from Gundogan, and the one thing that struck me about them both is that they were both very relaxed and laid back um mm. so even and so even if they even if they don't win it's not it doesn't come down da- it's not going to come down to taking this game too lightly or taking it not seriously enough or you know the pressure or whatever it's simply going to be that somebody's made a mistake or whatever tactics has uh, uh, Guardiola has tried haven't quite worked on the day I don't get the impression that he's going to try something mad like he has done in the past I don't get the impression that the team believe it's a, it's done already but I, what I do get the impression is that they're, that both Guardiola and the team are very confident in they know what they have to do and they know how they're going to have to do it and they know that they can do it it's now just any outside factors that you know on the day things that can go wrong and that's that's ultimately it and if, and if City play to the best of their ability and uh, don't win then none of us are going to have any complaints if city do play to the best of their ability then they're probably going to they're giving themselves the best chance to win and it's a very good chance
0: they've got. Mm, I think almost you know they're relaxed because the 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 hurdle was to get to the final. I, I'm not saying the the result doesn't matter but in the medium term, it doesn't matter. You, they've got to the final now, so even if they don't win it, when they get to the quarterfinal and the semifinal next year, it's not like, oh no, we've been here, we don't know what to do. They know how to get to the final. I
1: think now. you're right. I think you're right, so, day, Son, I think, And there's uh, nobody better at winning finals than Pep Guardiola.
0: It's yeah, his sad record sad is, sad is sad pretty it. insane. His, <laughs> his 14 out of 15. That's just absolutely crazy. Next right, level. so I'm going to wrap this up with a simple question for everybody. Uh, Where am I going to start? I'm going to start with the Noisy Neighbor Boys. Um, Mr. Mulvaney, are we going to win the Champions League, yes or no?
6: Champions.
3: Lovely. (laughs) He's brought the sound effects. He's brought the sound effects. (laughs)
5: Joey? Yeah, it's a big 3-1 from me. We're going to win. Lovely. Mr. Detmer?
1: 3-0, baby. Let's go.
0: Wow. Okay. David, please give me a a more uh, circumspect scoreline. (laughs)
2: <laughs> um i i don't think i don't, I don't think it's going to be as dominant as that i think um i think city are favorites i i'm 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 not confident they can win it because i'm me and i'm always pessimistic uh mm. but i think i i think if they are going to win uh, i think i think you're looking at 1-0 2-1 i don't think it's i don't think
7: it's a a, a blow
2: away game at all
0: yeah um steve
7: um I was trying to City fan the other day at the game and uh, you might recommend uh, he said this City fan to me that he thinks he might genuinely batter them <laughs> he's re- he was really confident I wasn't sure if it was just the alcohol talking but I can see where he's coming from in terms of the confidence of the players was, at the yeah. moment but yeah it probably was but like <laughs> do you know what at the same time if it happened I wouldn't be surprised I'm expecting no. a tighter game personally but I wouldn't be surprised I know I feel like it's, I feel like what Ace said earlier about um, and I know you wanted a one word answer but I'm sorry but said you're right about this season's a success now and it's success regardless of what what happens in the final, so I think that is liberating, and I genuinely mean that. Um, so I think as a result, I'm confident about City winning this. I'm going to go City 2 0 personally.
6: Excellent, Jordan. <clears throat> uh, 2 1 City, you're going to witness City win the Champions League, mate, and I'm absolutely oh jealous about it. <laughs> oh my god, I can't, I can't even take myself there. Howard, uh,
3: City to win 4 3. On penalties.
0: Oh no. <laughs> what you Edison Gaiman. winner. Edison winner. Oh my god. <laughs> just thought sort
2: of, There of is calm absolutely. everyone down
3: for the weekend just by. Oh no, I, honestly, there is
2: absolutely no way City are scoring four penalties. You know that, don't yeah. you? <laughs> <But we're>
3: all, <laughs> not not last it's six mad,
2: penalty shootouts. So, no, no. Oh, seriously, 2 1. Pens, one pens 2 on. 1.
0: Yeah. God, okay. Excellent. Excellent. Hey, Sam. Um, what do I think? Uh, I don't know. Is the honest answer. I think that uh, I think it'll be a cagey game. I think it'll be a tight game. I don't think that anybody is going to run away with it. Uh, I think it's all going to be about. I think it'll be a tactical battle, basically. Um, and I think. I,
2: I, I genuinely think you're looking at a second, uh, like uh, like the second half in Paris, um, yeah, where City see a lot of the ball, but Chelsea are actually quite resolute and and, and strong. Yeah, Phil Foden's game, guys. Phil Foden's
6: game, Aguero to come on, score last minute, win it, fairy tale ending. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, there's just too much narrative around around this game. It's uh, it's it's giving me heart palpitations. Right, gentlemen, uh, this this has been fucking amazing. I feel very 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 emotional. Thank you all. Uh, you're all a credit to us to City. I think if anybody who works at City. Is listening. This is what you have, and this is what you ignore. You should probably pay us a bit more mind because everybody here spends hours of their week talking about City, promoting City, defending City, being, you know, I think the best supporter media, certainly in the Premier League. So, Uh, and he spares. (laughs)
1: <laughs> wait wait yeah. do you guys not get the checks from Shake Mansour? No, no,
0: it bounced <laughs> yeah, sadly we don't we don't get we don't get the shake checks right um jordan thank you very much
6: no i appreciate it mate thanks for
0: inviting me david thank you very much
2: absolute pleasure thank you very much
0: steve thank you very much
1: my pleasure my friend
0: mr detmer thank you very much
1: you're a gentleman and scholar as always sir
0: Joey, thank you very much. Yeah, good talking to you again, buddy. Mr. Mulvaney, thank you very much as well.
4: Honored, mate.
0: Howard, thank you for being the best wingman I could ask for. A pleasure. I just wish I'd remembered to record this. But you're living the Please tell me. Yeah, you are joking. You
5: wouldn't.
2: Wait, that remember. wasn't a dry run.
5: yeah when when am i supposed to go get my pint and then do like my show for real on coffee i'm really off brand here yeah i've just opened a bottle of wine we can we can all go again if you want no
0: (laughs) listen um that was that was really amazing thank you to everybody who listened if you've made it this far you're amazing too we all love you be safe be well sit
5: here in the european cup final up the blues